0: the panhandle news network the views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the panhandle news network wepm and wcst or west virginia radio corporation here we go welcome to panhandle live on wepm and wcst the panhandle news network panhandle live is brought to you by country roads tire and auto taking you home with full service auto care with a higher level of care with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at countryroadstireonline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year.
1: Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Friday the 8th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville Building. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavala. Good morning, Marsha. Good
2: morning. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Sorry to bolt out on you with little to no notice yesterday. It's
2: all right. It's why we have a team. That's right.
1: And I'm feeling significantly better than I was yesterday. So shout you know, out to that.
2: Absolutely. And you know uh, who we want to feel better is the kids over at Children's uh, Hospital That's right. in Morgantown. And uh, our cluster of stations is working really hard uh, with the WV Medicine Children's uh, WVRC Media Cares for Kids Radiothon. So uh, make sure that you become a part of that if you'd like to. Um, and uh, you can call one eight seven seven. 877 719-KIDS, or text the word URGENT to 35651.
1: Or you can go to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, click on the Radiothon banner, and then you can find all the donation details and things there as well to help support a great cause. The only children's hospital in the state and all the money that is, uh, or the proceeds donated are going straight to WVU Medicine uh, Children's for all the great work that they do. So, yeah, you can head over to all those different places. It's not hard to find um, any of the information for this happening right now. Any of our websites. Right, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely.
2: So uh, we're happy to have back in studio, and I, I had to like usher them past the giant ladder because we're getting a we're getting <laughs> yeah. a, a little refreshing here in the in the stations on off King Street, and and I didn't want them to feel like they had to walk under the ladder, so I showed them how to walk beside it. There you, you know, because yeah. you know I never know who's superstitious enough. You got to start giving people
1: enough. like uh, like paint aprons. Yeah, around now. unless you're wearing
2: buttercream. If you're wearing like the buttercream color, you should be fine. Just fine. Anyway, joining us from Read Aloud Berkeley is Bob Fleener and Casey Wilson. Welcome in, guys.
3: Yeah, good morning. Hey, good morning,
4: you guys. It's great to be back here.
2: It's great to have you in. So, uh, And Read Aloud is kind of coming back in full in the state. So explain that to the listeners.
3: Bob, Uh, you want uh, to go with that? Yeah, okay. Well, um, Read Aloud, at least in Berkeley County, the program hit its high watermark in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, As we entered the middle of of the month, we had 165 to 170 individual volunteers in Berkeley County alone Hmm. reading in 22 schools 230 classrooms and we had a nearly full. nearly every teacher who wanted a reader had one i think we were maybe nine or 10 readers short
2: uh march 2020
3: yes oh, no. okay a few days later simple right we go we go from 165 to 0 yeah. i mean we ah. were com- we were com- we you know, we were you know, we were locked down schools for for a couple of years we were able to sustain the program for a time uh Casey would, for instance, and some other folks would be recording videos of themselves and sharing those with classrooms. Um, I, along with, uh, you know, maybe a couple dozen other readers were still maintaining contact with classrooms, but we were doing it virtually and it just really didn't work well. But anyway, last year was the closest thing to a normal year we've had, but we've lost a lot of readers in the meantime. Hmm. Last year, we were in uh, 18 schools altogether. We had 84 dedicated readers covering 130 classrooms. That includes a group of five from the Air National Guard who covered all 19 classes at one of our elementary schools.
2: Wow. Mission possible. They did a terrific job.
3: (laughs) The problem was at the end of the year, we still had 50 teachers who wanted readers.
2: Oh, wow. Who
3: didn't have them. So we're trying, to, uh, we're trying to close that gap this year. So we're, we're uh, really placing an emphasis this year on recruiting new readers, retaining others. If you have been a Read Aloud West Virginia volunteer and you've dropped down in recent years, and there's many reasons why, uh, please, we, w- we would love to have you back.
4: Jordan, how was that for some statistics?
3: That's pretty good
1: statistics there. I mean, my goodness. This
4: sounded like your sports show, right? That, that's right. <laughs> but well, just... what
1: I, well, what I think is uh, is interesting is that you lost those numbers because of the pandemic. Now, of course, because you weren't in schools and things like that, that makes sense. But um, I feel like a lot of people kind of refound their love for books and reading mm-hmm. and going outside and doing all those things that you didn't really have time for, didn't feel like you had time for. But um, it seems like it's certainly the numbers have bounced back.
3: Yes, and uh, I think we're going to do very well. We've we've been able, in the meantime, uh, we've been able to train readers virtually through yeah. statewide Zoom sessions. Casey and I are one of the orientation teams that have been doing this in recent years. We had a session yesterday. I think there were probably seven people from Berkeley County mm-hmm. nice. on the on the call. And I'm going to give you some dates and times here momentarily, but uh, we're actually going to be doing our first in-person session. New reader orientations. Nice. The first one will be next week. It'll be the first time we've done this since March 9th, I think it was, of 2020, just oh, a couple man. days before everything shut down. Mm. So, um, feels like so long ago now. it? Doesn't it? Does. Oh, Jeez. yeah,
4: boys. Yeah. But I'll tell you, uh, I was listening to Jordan's Sports Show before I came in, and I'd want to tell the folks out there that this is going to be a full court press. Reading scores and math scores have dropped to the lowest point in 20 years, and it's really important for West Virginia. So what we've got going on now is a community full-court press to get these kids back up to grade-level reading proficiency. If they don't have it by fourth grade, it's a downhill spiral. Yeah. So we've got a full-court press going here. We want the teachers to teach reading, uh, the families that raise readers, mm-hmm. just like you alluded to, yeah. Jordan, with some time. If a child reads 20 minutes a day or has read to 20 minutes a day, uh, after class, mm-hmm. from first to sixth grade, they'll pick up 2 million extra words. They'll have read for o- almost 900 hours, and they'll score in the top 10% of standardized testing.
1: In just 20 minutes?
4: In 20 minutes a day. If wow. they read five minutes a day, they'll be in the top 50%. That's wow. the difference to reading books makes.
2: And if you start them young, they love it. They look forward to yeah. it. They they want to sit with you and they want to go to the bookstore or the library and find a new book to read.
3: I think last year when I was in the classroom for an entire year for the first time, I think I, I at the tail end of the previous school year, I was, I was finally getting back to my fifth grade classes at uh, Mill Creek Intermediate School and around here, around the corner here at uh, Orchard View Intermediate. But I think last year when they had readers in the classroom for the you know, really, for the first time in that relationship build up, the the kids were more gratified. I think last year it was it was tough sometimes to say goodbye <laughs> uh, from either Aww. from either perspective. I would have, you know, there were kids who would follow me down the hall oh, wow. afterward, you know, because they needed, I think they needed that so much.
4: Yeah, I I would agree a hundred percent. And as far as this full court press goes with the teachers and the families, if you're a reader out allowed volunteer, you got the best piece of the puzzle. Because all we do is go into that classroom, provide that connection, and motivate kids to read for fun. So as a Read Aloud volunteer, you've got the most gratifying part of the puzzle. You don't have to test them. You don't have to discipline them. You get to go in and have fun with them with books.
2: And, and so talk about what, it, what goes into being qualified to become a Read Aloud volunteer.
4: Well, the only thing I would say is you love to read. You could do it too, Jordan. Oh, yeah. I know totally. I'm sure I could. Oh, those yeah. kids
2: love him when we go <laughs> into the classroom. Oh, i bet
4: they do. But, uh, Marsha, I know you've got a background in reading and whatnot. And really, the only qualification is that you believe in reading as the most important tool in the toolbox. You love to read, and you can read enthusiastically and expressively. We do orient folks in these trainings because we want to be able to say to the school principals, the teachers, and we are five one 501c3 with a staff of three paid people for the whole state. Yeah. So we want to go to a donor and say, yeah, we send oriented, trained readers. They understand protocol, security, but they also know how to read enthusiastically and have an impact with the kids. Hmm. They come to training one time, they're good to go for as long as they want to read.
1: Well, let's talk about some of these trainings. you got a
3: couple of virtual sessions coming up. Yeah, actually, there was, there was one today, and uh, if someone just happens to have their uh, lunch hour free and it would be interesting in doing it, you would go to uh, readaloudwv.org slash calendar and there would be a link where you could pre-register for today's session which starts about 12 30 p.m
2: and is that one by zoom or is that in person that
3: will be now that will be that will be by zoom i'm okay. gonna get i'm gonna give you my zoom dates first okay and then we'll then we'll cycle back to the in-person event so we're actually we're having one of those today at 12 30 then we're jumping two weeks to uh, thursday september 21st at 4 p.m and then the following day, the Friday the 22nd, again at 1230. So to register for any of those, if those days and times suit you, go to readaloudwv.org slash calendar. And how and, long are these normally? These run from an hour to an hour and a half. Okay.
4: Depends on the number of people and yeah. what kind of conversations we sure. get. We like to make it interactive, and there's some great stories that come from people uh, who read to kids. Mm-hmm.
3: Now next Wednesday, the thirteenth at ten thirty a.m. at the Berkeley Senior Center at two seventeen North High Street, uh, we're going to be back there for the first time in several years, holding a, a live orientation. So Casey and I will be welcoming folks who uh, you know will come in, and uh, you know, and we'll and will have a session. We'll have a session then. And then two weeks after that, Wednesday, September twenty seventh. At the Tuscarora Elementary School Library at 2000 Tavern Road, mm-hmm. those have typically been our um, our most popular events for uh, for for new readers. We're well enough into the school year. We're going to know by then what schools are enrolled, what teachers want readers and don't have them yet, and then we can do a better job, I think, of matching them up with the classrooms at that mm-hmm. time. One thing we haven't mentioned that uh, you know our readers are assigned. Or they may, may they may work out an assignment with a teacher beforehand. You know, many of our readers are parents or grandparents of mm-hmm. students and like to follow their stu- their uh, child through right. the uh, the school system. But we're talking grades pre K through five, and uh, our readers will make a commitment to reading at, at the same day at the same time generally every week sometimes uh, sometimes it's every other week we've had instances of uh readers who will tag team a class alternate mm. alternate from week to week but if you can make that commitment for 20 minutes to a half hour every week at this given at this given classroom yeah.
2: that's that's not much time at all you know it's not like you're signing up to do a 40-hour work week for someone yeah, not
1: doing it every day yeah.
4: <laughs> absolutely and you can budget your own time you mm-hmm. stay in touch with the teacher but the great thing about that it's the best half hour of your week. Aww. So, you know, if you can manage to fit one of these things in, let me tell you, it'll be a pick-me-up for you as the reader.
2: So I know you guys do uh, a lot of stuff concentrated in Berkeley County, but the the uh, information that you passed along to me ahead of the interview uh, talked about the panhandle and the state at large. Absolutely. Um, and one of the I I think these are interesting to note in Berkeley County there are opportunities for trained volunteers uh, K through uh, pre K through fifth at 22 county schools. Jefferson County uh, encompasses its public elementary schools plus Epic Head Start, and Morgan County's Read Aloud program spans elementary through high school
3: yeah i don't think i, I don't they, they've been in berkeley springs they haven't got berkeley springs high school signed up yet but i know they are all the way up through the intermediate level at this point point. and mean, that but that could still happen we're mm-hmm. still in the process principals around the state are still filling out filling out forms we have uh in Berkeley County, we have 22 eligible schools. We had 18 of them enrolled as of uh, yesterday. So, oh, great! Yep. So we hope to bring the uh, the other ones in in the new future, and, and that's going to be happening in Jefferson County and Morgan as well, I'm sure. So and- yeah. So anyone, especially, uh, uh, they're welcome to attend the in-person sessions. We've opened those up. To Morgan and Jefferson County reading. That's good as to well. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good to
2: know. Yep. And, and Marsha, I was
4: just gonna say that you're correct. In many counties throughout West Virginia, the program goes right up through high school, which just speaks to the efficacy of reading to kids. And as the kids get older, you may look out there and think they're not paying attention. But I've read to fifth graders mm-hmm. uh, and all of a sudden someone will raise their hand and ask this question that just lets you know they're paying attention. Oh, right. Even yeah. if their head's down on the desk. But it's this whole phenomena of active participation with your mind as opposed to being bombarded by digital or virtual media, which is intended to be disruptive for the most part. Right. But the concentration of a book, nothing like it.
1: Again, you guys said uh, you're going to be out at the Berkeley Senior Center on Wednesday, next Wednesday, thirteenth. We're going to beat you by day cause we're going to be broadcasting right? live from the front porch on that Tuesday, on the twelfth. For so, Day uh, of Caring,
2: yeah, for wow. Day of Caring. So you
1: calling out maybe a little early and hang out? We'll with warm us up then.
2: the rocking chairs for you, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, before we let y'all go, um, let people know where to go to find out all the dates, times, information, Facebooks, websites, things like that.
3: Oh, okay. Well, first you start with uh, again read aloud wv.org slash calendar, and there, there's where you could link up. Uh, pre-register for any of our Zoom sessions for the uh, for the in-person events on the 13th at the Senior Center and the 27th at uh, Tuscarora Elementary. You can just really show up. We don't require pre-registration. We just hope we have enough material for uh, you know for all of you. Uh, Also each one of the chapters in the panhandle and most around the state actually have their individual Facebook pages. It's generally read aloud West Virginia of Berkeley County, Jefferson County, Morgan County. You can go to those sites and you will find uh, news and information, uh, uh, you know, if, if we're uh, attending a special event, that sort of thing. But you can go there and uh, keep up to date with what we're doing.
1: Perfect. Well, gentlemen, thank you for stopping in this morning and let people know about Relab because it's it's such an important thing, I think. I mean, looking back, I remember um, when I was in elementary school, I can't remember why. Oh, we had too many snow days uh, one year. We, we had a ton of snow one year. And they had to extend our school year because of all the the snow days we had to use. So in doing so, they would add on an extra half hour of just reading time for everybody. That's awesome. I know. And looking back, I mean, I didn't want to sit there and read as a fourth grader, third grader, however old I was. But, man, I would have loved to have just that little bit of time, you know, to sit there and read. And I think it's important uh, for kids to crack open a book and see what's going on. So thanks for coming in and sharing.
3: Well, Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely.
1: Yep. And if yep. you missed any of the conversation or any of the information, you can always listen back uh, on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page a little bit later on today, but we'll step aside and be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle.
0: Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tired Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville Building. I'm Jordan Nice Alongside me is March Kavalik. If you missed any of our conversation about Read Aloud of Berkeley County, you can do so a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network, Facebook, and Spotify page. Very important, very important. And it was interesting to hear that just, what, 20 minutes a day can pump you up all the way into the higher percentiles yeah, of reading, top 10. which is, um, uh,
2: eh.
1: Is it surprising? I don't think it's surprising
2: I anecdotally I know that that's true yeah, I used exactly. to read to my kids all the time oh yeah, and their their test scores were really good mm-hmm. i you know I don't know that's just my little tiny sample yeah. sampling but well I
1: come from a family of readers and uh
2: I'd like to read,
1: but i will sit on my phone I'll, I was that kind of I'd, I'd rather watch TV or listen to music. see
2: so you know what's interesting because i um I volunteered at my kids' school to read fourth grade level and uh depending on what you get um, you know, book wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was really funny because um, one one book series that I, that I uh, got to read to them, the kids were like really, really invested. Even the kids that you could tell just weren't real you right. know, readers. And I know kids that wouldn't sit down with a 300 page book, but they do sit down with a graphic novel, which is still reading, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. As long as you're getting that, and you know, I do a lot of Magazine reading, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, as long as you're interacting yeah. in that way, and it takes, you know, part of your your brain and uses your imagination as you're filling out some of those details that uh, you don't have to necessarily when you're watching a a book made into a movie, right. right? It's just it just exercises a different part of your brain. And remember, your small kids are also going to be responsible for not only being able to read. Uh, for pleasure or stories or uh, texts in their, in their reading classroom, but also that reading across the curriculum when you're in a social studies class, Mm -hmm. you have to read your social studies text. When you're in science, you have to read your science text. When you're doing math, you have to read, Word problems.
1: <laughs> right, absolutely.
2: So, um, you know, any way that you can uh, exercise a child's mind and get them, uh, you know, proficient mm-hmm. in reading is is going to help them across the board.
1: Oh, yeah. So. I used to love getting the uh, Captain Underpants books. Uh-huh. Back when I was a kid, I'd read those. And uh, I had to look it up. But it, this was a series of books. Um, but this one was called, in particular, stands my mind, is Honus and Mead. About Honus Wagner. Played for the Pirates back in the day. He's got, like, the most expensive... Uh, Sought-after baseball card ever, this whole thing, right? But uh, the background was this kid finds this baseball card and then kind of gets, like, teleported back in time and gets to, like, live through His eyes now, uh, what it was like back then to meet Honus Wagner and all this stuff. This is
2: a little cool. history, yeah. Lesson oh yeah. That's history. so on brand for you to be like, Oh, and then Tell the book that it. I gravitated toward <laughs> was, um, I, I know one of my kids baseball
1: card adventure series that's what it is. Yes. Did you
2: guys do like the scholastic book fairs? Oh,
1: yes, we did the scholastic book fair.
2: So, uh, I was when I was little, I I got um, the little paperbacks with Benji when Benji first came out. You, I don't know if you know who Benji is, um, and then all the posters and stuff. Well, one of my kids. Um, like to get, it it kind of infuriated me at the time, but she would always get like the erasers and you know, get all everything else other than the books (laughs) except a book. And now she's the kind of kid that will like, she'll, she'll find bookstores in places where she's traveling Mm. and go get books. Yeah. I remember
1: I I can close my eyes right now and walk through the hallways of Bester Elementary Go Bears! hit the left into the, uh, into the um, library, and I can just smell the scholastic book fair. Uh-huh. With all the cases up everywhere, and right. I loved it. That was always a fun day. That, and then when we would do the, uh, we would track the Iditarod race. What? Mm-hmm. Our uh, librarian would do that. I think she like knew somebody, or I can't uh-huh. remember what the connection was, but we would pick a, a, a musher and uh, a team. And a team, yeah, and then that's the one we would follow. So we would so follow up cool. on the Iditarod. Did yeah.
2: you read for pizza? Read for pizza. Did, like the Pizza Hut thing?
1: Uh, I don't remember pizza. I remember the the box tops that you could oh, yeah, cut yeah. out and. Bring I was in. thinking about that yesterday because yeah, yeah
2: I, I we had a brownie mix box, and it just brought me back to the, it was Betty Crocker. Yep. And when my kids were going through elementary school, man, I was constantly you know cutting those things oh, out. Yeah. And now it's all all digital. So I I don't know. Do they not have them on there out. anymore?
1: They, I guess I haven't looked for. I think them in you a while. scan
2: the box now.
1: Oh. That Which just sense. like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, we so, so
2: what's to stop you from just going through the, okay, this is a bad idea. Just going through the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> did it?
1: Yeah. There did you did, go. Did it? I don't think uh, much is stopping you. I don't think much is stopping.
2: <laughs> I don't know. You. Maybe I don't understand how it works these days, but well,
1: I was also, so I would have done that if I was a kid, but I was a kid that when um, mom or whoever would take me to the grocery store, remember when they would have the coupons that would oh, uh, yeah. the automatic did, did, things. Yeah. So I would, Rip every single one of those things right. out of there. Everyone yeah, that was you, huh? Yep, I was there And then what,
2: did your mom make you leave them on the shelf so that other people could I don't get even them? know if
1: she knew I had them most of the time. I was just either <laughs> putting <them laughs> in my pocket or putting Until them somewhere. It's a laundry day. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I, I remember when, uh, when we would pack for our pantry at church, uh, people would send the boxes in of different, you know, au gratin mm-hmm. potatoes or whatever, mm-hmm. and you'd see that they'd try to, to maximize the good that they could get out of it because they would send the box in, but the box top would be cut out.
3: So they've given oh, yeah. that to
2: their church or school or whatever for the, for the box top thing. We but all uh, kinds man, stuff like that. Just brings it all back. Anyway, know.
1: Spanish class, making donuts.
2: You made donuts in Spanish class? Yep. Man, that was, was living. Go
1: figure. I'd start taking Spanish in like fourth grade up until I graduated high school. All I could probably do is curse you out at this point. I think do you in know Spanish? what
2: donut is in Spanish.
1: No, I do okay. not. Okay. I do not. <laughs> I do not.
2: Perfect. <laughs> anyway, so if you want to, uh, if you want to avail yourself of an online Zoom training for Read Aloud, uh, it's happening today at twelve thirty. And go online and sign up for that. If you want to do it in person over at the Berkeley Senior Center on High Street, it's happening Wednesday, September thirteenth. And as you mentioned, we're going to be there the day before. Uh, yep. doing uh day of caring and Heather over at, uh, the United way has, uh, is getting us set up with a bunch of guests again. And Good. what a nice easy day. That was
1: so nice. I know I was uh, looking through some pictures yesterday and saw, uh, the picture that we took from uh, there last year. It was a nice cool morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's perfect. I'm trying to look here. I mean, of I'm course for a few a cushion, days out. Cause
2: those, those chairs are big, but they're fun. Like we're just sitting there rocking. <laughs> and just
1: hanging out. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'm trying, well, of course, weather website's not working so should should have some nice weather i, I would hope but we'll be uh undercover anyway so That's won't be right. too bad too absolutely bad. but if you missed any information about read aloud berkeley county you can listen back to our show a little bit later on today over on our panhandle news network facebook and spotify page we'll get to this bottom of the hour break and be back after this on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: welcome back to panhandle live Driven by country roads Tire and Auto in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Here are your hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Cabalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. i broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchival building. Jordan winner Alongside me is Marsha Kovalec. If you miss any Panhandle Live or any of today's show, you can always listen back to him over on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Marsha, our next guests are in studio.
2: We always love hanging the Stubblefield Institute in. And uh, joining us is Ashley Hurst, the executive director and the program manager of an, an interesting program they're going to tell us all about, the LEADS program, Cindy Powers. Welcome in.
5: Good morning. good morning
2: thanks for being in and thanks for putting up with our our paint job that's yeah, happening with our construction in our... <laughs>
1: zone currently but it'll look so much nicer when it's done i'm excited to see what it what it's like absolutely
2: it's like. so um ashley just give us kind of an update first and we'll talk about the leads program after that absolutely so first i want to thank you for having
5: us today and uh, if you don't know the stubblefield institute is an active center for the study and promotion of civil political communication and what that means is we have both public-facing programming, which uh, you all are wonderful partners with us as far as bringing civil discourse into the public sphere, and we can talk about things like healthcare and mm-hmm. infrastructure. We have other programming coming up that uh, we're working on getting dates for, and we'll be talking about empathy and policing related to hate-based crimes and hate-based speech. And... That's our public facing side and what a lot of people though don't see is our student facing side. And we have a very vibrant student program at Shepherd University and it's called the Listen Learn Engage program and Cindy's the coordinator of that and I'm going to let Cindy tell you a little bit about what's going on over there.
6: Thanks Ashley. Yeah, so we do a lot of programming around leadership and civic engagement, helping to build helping students to build the skills and confidence to go out and engage in the political system or in social issues that they care about and in their community in a way that's respectful Mm -hmm. and effective. So
1: have you have you noticed with um, I guess this newer generation of students coming through that they're a little bit more eager to get into these conversations because it seems like uh, college students, especially, I mean, college students have always been, uh, I think, ready and willing to get into conversations like this, but especially here in the last couple of years.
6: Yes, absolutely. And I love, we just had a workshop leader who really tapped into how the generational differences and how this generation is ready to speak up. And so we have to give them the skills in order to do that effectively. So mm-hmm. we're telling them we need to help help you to skill up in order to speak up.
2: It's That's interesting because, you know, we've all seen the memes of people shouting at the sky. Right. Right. So there is a there is a, a nuance to I've shouted to at it. the sky a couple of times, I've, I think. I'm probably yeah. about work or your co-host, right? Everything. So I mean, I don't I don't not recommend shouting at the sky occasionally, but if you're really trying to get your point across, yes. there's there's a skill set, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
6: And so we've actually started a new um, certificate program called Community Leadership and Civil Advocacy. And that's a 50-hour certificate program that students can do throughout their journey at Shepherd, or within one year, however, whatever timeline they have to work on, um, to give them the skills to really help build a culture of respect.
2: And the the whole you know brand around Stubblefield is that you're not gearing this towards people who are necessarily of the progressive or or conservative ideology, it's both, or all, or all of the above.
6: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and recognizing that there is a large spectrum and that you so rarely actually find someone who is who is 100% on one side and 100% on the other side, mm-hmm. and that we tend to be more of a mix. And so understanding the humanity across one another and how we are all way more complex beings than are than we're often portrayed to be
1: now is it hard sometimes to get the civil part of the conversation (laughs) across because i feel like in the last couple of years especially uh people don't necessarily want to hear the other side of an opinion they just want to give their opinion and that's it so has it been hard to to work the civil part into things
5: i think we've been seeing that people actually crave that i mean what is what is popular on social media tends to be that shouting and that, you know, one-sided conversation. And it's that echo chamber effect of I'm talking to all of the people who are my friends because we probably think somewhat similarly. But the people who are coming to our events, they really want that conversation. They want to explore the issues. And we're seeing that, I think, with our students too, that they're they have seen that this does not work. This model of partisanship, of polarization, is not producing the outcomes that they want to see for us in our country. And they're ready to be a part of the solution.
2: So the students that are involved in the LEADS program at Shepherd are these, um, you know, in a particular, are they freshmen? Are they um, some of the transfers? St- like who who signs up? Yeah, so the LEADS program is actually a separate program created okay.
6: by Shepard University that, that we are a partner within. Mm -hmm. Um, LEAD stands for leadership, education, action, development, and service. So it's a combination of the Subblefield Institute, um, student affairs, and academic affairs. And it was designed for first year incoming students. So they sign up so that it can help them to build the skills to be ready for college, socially and academically. And then we bring in the leadership aspects of programming of that. And then we also have a set of mentors who are returning students who they have to apply, and we accept um, very specific students who can help guide those first-year students through the program. I
2: could see this just parlaying into, you know, someone just kind of gets the, uh, you know, uh, the inspiration to, to go on to do other public speaking or advocacy work out of this. So um, is, is this your first year doing this then? i've been doing it for
6: two and a half years with the listen learn engage initiative this was the first we had a summer leadership program before but this is the first year we really ramped it up to this bigger level leads program and we find that just a few weeks into the semester, those students who engage in the in those per, in the leads program, they are the ones who are showing up to everything, who are leading the tables at the involvement
2: fair. For Wait, students. so it's not just for credit or, or classroom credit? <laughs> right.
6: they do get one credit. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. That's um, but nice. but they're showing yeah. up at their own volition to some yes. of the events. Right. Yes. Wow. And, I mean, I've been so just joy filled just everything I go to it's like there's the lead students they're the ones who are showing up and not just showing up but they're actually the ones leading like they are the ones hosting tables and getting students and starting clubs Mm -hmm.
1: and that's such an important um, life skill social skill for uh, somebody to learn especially that early into uh, such a big life move like going to college I mean I, I know I still don't I guess we technically public speak public speak all day every day but i still get you know nervous going in front of places and you know trying to take over a a meeting or something like that so to learn those skills at such an early age is i think super important
6: yeah especially right now where they've been challenged socially with the pandemic right absolutely it goes beyond just the
5: public speaking it's things such as creating safe spaces for conversations and learning to give and receive feedback and being able to listen to just listen and active listening and engaging. So there's such a breadth of skills that both the LEADS program and the um, community leadership and civil advocacy certificate that are teaching that will just make them really well-rounded community citizens.
2: Is it hard to have a student wrap their head around the idea that you can sit and listen to an idea that is something you don't agree with and be okay? Yes. <laughs> so yeah. how do you, how we do, do you,
6: a lot of that? We do a lot of talking about, um, just bringing self-awareness into it of just how do they even normally handle people who have different ideas, um, or handle conflict? Like how do they show up? Are they an aggressor? Mm. Are they an agitator? Are they someone who tries to tell people what the truth is or are they ones to listen? So we try to really start with self-awareness and then set intentions around, okay, how do you actually want to show up to Mm. those conversations?
1: Well, if there's uh, somebody out there listening that might have a uh, high school senior or incoming college-bound student uh, that may be going to Shepard, how can they find out more information and get involved with the LEADS program?
6: Yes, well, they can go to our website, the Subblefield Institute um and if they are coming into shepherd then they will get information about the leads program from um the admissions office perfect yeah
5: and as far as engaging with the stubblefield institute uh, they can find us on campus we have the civility club which is a student-led organization uh, that's supported by the Stubblefield Institute. And then also with the certificate program we spoke about, they can find Cindy on campus, and all of the information is at Stubble,
2: stubblefieldinstitute.org. Or they may just have a table set up sometime in the that student union. That is too. Sure. You never know.
1: never know. And then uh, are there any uh, upcoming um, public conversations, topics coming up with Stubblefield?
5: We are still working on exact dates. So as soon as we have them, we'll let you know, and we'll hope to see you there too. Perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, uh, before we let you guys go, we do have to get to our uh, final break of the hour here in just a minute. Again, uh, can you give everybody out there listening the rundown on how to find out information about the Stubblefield Institute LEADS program and uh, how to get in contact, all that stuff.
5: Absolutely. So you can find us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those. You can also go to stubblefieldinstitute.org and you can call us at 304-876-5005. Perfect.
1: Well, thank you all for stopping in. It sounds like, I mean, of course, Stubblefield Institute, you guys are doing such great things over there to help promote uh, the civil uh, communication between one another. But this LEADS program is, I think, huge for these college kids. Too. I,
2: I think we need to go through it, too. <laughs> I, I think we could all use a refresher because Absolutely. sometimes what we do in this business and what is on the airwaves can be very polarizing. Right. You know, right. we could we could use an in-service. Yeah, no. so
1: you might see us out there for one of those yeah. here in the coming days <laughs> well thank you all again and if you missed any of this conversation of course you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our panhandle news network facebook and spotify page but we'll get to this final break of the hour we'll come back we'll talk about the uh, wvrc media cares for kids radiothon and uh, start to wrap things up on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marcia Kabalik
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kerchival building. I'm Jordan Warner. alongside me, is Marsh Cavalli. If you missed any of the shows so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Uh, of course, we were chatting with Bob Fleener and Casey Wilson from Real Al Berkeley County, and we were just speaking with uh, the folks from Stubblefield Institute and the Leads Program over at Shepherd, uh, talking about um, you know shaping young minds, if you will, into mm-hmm. the uh, civil political conversation world and more. So you can mm-hmm. listen back to that one, and then uh, like I was showing Marsha during the break. Uh, Bob Fleener sent me an email, sent both of us an email, uh, again, talking about the uh, Read Aloud Berkeley and whatnot. And then I was talking about the uh, Honus and Me book that I used to, that Mm -hmm. I read back when I was a kid. And he said, Jordan, I got three of those baseball card adventure books by Dan Gutman. Uh, There's Jackie and Me, Mickey and Me, uh, Shoeless Joe and Me, of course, Honus and Me. He says they are in his Read Aloud repertoire and the kids love them. And he also says at the end of the class, he gives each student an old baseball card as their own. Time travel device, which if I was a kid and reading that and then getting a baseball card like that, oh, would have lost my mind. You'd be locked in. Would have lost my mind. Well, so very cool.
2: How blessed are we that we have folks who are that invested and and you know, uh, Casey made a point that you know this is crunch time. We got we got to get these scores right. up. We got to get not just the scores, but the ability to read read for content, read for pleasure, uh, because uh, that does set the tone for the rest of your academic career and, you know, success in, in adulthood.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and of course, uh, if you head over to our website, panhandlenewsnetwork.com, you can always stay up to date on all your local uh, news and sports news around the area, and on the banners right now, you'll see the WVRC Media Cares for Kids Radiothon is in action. It finishes off today, uh, but all the proceeds go towards the WVU Medicine Children's uh, Wing of the hospital, which is doing unbelievable things in just the short amount of time uh, that they've been up and running over there. It's the only uh, children's hospital in the state and this money is staying here in state to help local kids and local families. So I was
2: mentioning to the listeners yesterday, one of my kids did have to go to to Ruby for yeah. some, some treatment. Um, and uh, the the folks there were so kind and everything was geared toward the child and making sure that the child was um, comfortable and her best friend got to come with her uh, and, and sit while she was getting some treatment done. And that was just wonderful mm-hmm. that they, they allowed that, you know, and, and, uh, that made a difference for her, for us. And um, so if, if uh, you can and uh, are able to support, you can call 1 kids. Also, uh, you can text urgent to 35651.
1: Yep. And uh, or head over to our website, of course, click on that banner panhandlenewsnetwork.com. And it'll Send you directly to the donation page. But uh, Up from today's 975 has been uh, broadcasting live from the uh, Radiothon or from the Children's uh, Ruby Medical Center all hugs. week long. I know oh. she's got pictures up there with a couple of the kids that um, they've been talking to. Some of the doctors have been walking around. And um, it's a, those are long, long days. Uh, well, there's Logan. Yeah, there's long, long days for a lot of uh, the folks out there uh, taking part in this. But it's all for such a good cause. I mean, they're interviewing kids. Oh. <laughs> And families, and it's it's very cool. I'm, I'm glad that, um, I mean, the St. Jude Radio Radiothon that we did was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But this is just, uh, just a little bit cooler, I think, because it's all local. It's all staying right here, and they're talking to local kids live and families live, so um, very neat. Very neat stuff.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you can go on our website, and there's a there's a little banner up there, and you can click right on that if you want to get involved. Um, some things I want to let the listeners know that uh, are happening soon. Uh, Delegate Eric Householder, uh, who's the majority leader right now, has asked us to announce that he is having a special announcement today at noon. Um, it is political season, election right. season, as we know. Uh, whether we. Love it or not. Um, So (laughs) announcement today at noon at the Martinsburg Holiday Inn Ballroom. You can RSVP at 304-261-9468. Uh, so we'll we'll have more about that this afternoon because I, I think uh, Luke is going to go over and cover that. Also, we had yesterday, you missed uh, our third visit with Sheriff Harmon. Yep. He was in uh, with Brandy Sullivan, his uh, public information officer, and then uh, John Graham, who's a local firefighter. And they're talking about the Battle of the Badges blood drive, mm-hmm. which is happening over at the Sheriff's Department. You don't have to be a first responder. You can go in and give blood and then just say uh, which you want your blood a donation to go toward, like the um, the vote, uh, you could say, firefighting or or uh, law enforcement. Yep. And it's all happening Wednesday, September thirteenth, eight thirty a.m. to two thirty p.m. And uh, those guys, you know, I could tell each of them wanted to win.
1: Absolutely, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, they. Uh, I, I think Sheriff Armand's got a pretty good competitive streak in them, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would imagine.
2: And uh, I, I hadn't met uh, John Graham before, but, uh, you know, obviously just such a great inspiration. Anyone who puts on those uniforms, the firefighting yep. uh, uh, outfit or the, um, the law enforcement, the badge, uh, they're running towards trouble when the rest of us are sleeping.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So anyway, go support them. It's just a fun way to kind of get the uh, the blood uh, levels up because uh, over the summer they always have a hard time with that. And uh, this year it's been, according to Stacy, over at Red Cross, it's been kind of a, a struggle this year. Also wanted to remind you, because Pastor Tim was in earlier this week, in uh, Berkeley Springs tomorrow, September 9th, uh, at 47 Union Street, they're having their ribbon cutting for the Hope House. You can walk uh, you, uh, you, they're going to having a, a walk-a-thon, the walk a while in their shoes, uh, and the ribbon-cutting cer- ceremony is at noon. Uh, and, of course, they're going to be doing that kind of uh, baton, passing the baton yep. because now the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission is kind of uh, taking over in their umbrella, the Morgan County Homeless Coalition work. And uh, that um, women's shelter and the Haven House, the 604 project, should be opened by november soon um so that's happening and in berkeley springs today
1: food truck fest
2: five to nine
1: come on that'd be fun
2: (laughs) you're not gonna be able to do any of that i will not you're gonna be out of town
1: hopefully uh by that time we'll be sitting in a high school football stadium right so
2: um well i heard you guys kind of asking for places and i don't know what their hours are but it's always a good always a good idea to hit up apple annies
1: apple annies yeah yeah
2: because um you know the the guy who owns it has a local connection he taught at musselman for a while oh yeah Um, so he was in the panhandle for for a while and the food is always like it's dessert driven you know but dang it's so good
1: yeah say i'm not too necessarily familiar with um the morgantown spots but you get down to bridgeport fairmont clarksburg that area i got it uh I gotta Got it out unlock, huh? Yeah, we gotta figure it out from there. These <laughs> pepperoni rolls. But the nice thing about it, though, being out that part of the state, and no disrespect to the Eastern Panhandle, but you know, if you go to Sheets or you go somewhere and you see some pepperoni rolls, pick them up quick, I don't think they're very good. Those like the pre made ones, right? That I don't, I'm not sure what bakery they come from, but I don't find them very good. But it seems like you do that out in on the 79 corridor, mm-hmm. they're all really good. Right? I don't know any, what the, any gas station or whatever yeah, just I has them. I don't know what, the, what the, the difference is, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, okay. we'll make sure to get some pepperoni rolls. That get a, is for get sure. Going to
2: bring them back or will they not last? The Because no. you guys have to drive to Erie, too, right?
1: Right. No, they won't last. So, all right, no so uh,
2: let us know what the what the broadcast schedule is.
1: So for you Morgan County uh, listeners out there, Berkeley Springs is uh, on the road at Fairmont East West Stadium, taking on East Fairmont tonight. You can listen to that game starting at 645 over on 92.9 WXTC. Musselman and Morgantown will be right here on WPM on the road. Musselman going on the road to take on Morgantown. Uh, Again, 645. You can tune in for the pregame show uh, tonight for that one. And then tomorrow... Over on ninety five nine, the big dog starting at eleven a.m. is the Shepherd Edinburgh game. Our pregame show starts at eleven. Kickoff is at noon, and then is Sunday, that early? No, that's when they. Okay, all and go. then
2: Sunday what?
1: And Sunday, my nephew's got a game, and it's uh, <laughs> a to be day. live broadcast. No, no, it's not. And we got a uh, first day of full day of uh, NFL football. So
2: oh yeah, people are excited about that. People Honestly. are excited
1: about that. Ravens play at one for mm-hmm. those that uh, those that care like me. Okay. You gonna pick a? Uh, oh, you said you're a Dolphins I'm, fan, right? Yeah,
2: I, I, I yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see. how that works out. Uh, we've been really excited about soccer, college soccer, mm-hmm. because WV is doing pretty well. Marshall's doing really well. Yeah. Um, and uh, Marshall, as a matter they're of fact, they're undefeated at the moment, aren't they? Right. So, um, Marshall will be kind of up in our neck of the woods on the 16th. I understand playing at JMU. Nice. You so go about an hour. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, my husband kind of brought up the idea. So I don't even know if we can get tickets though, because it's a different school. We've got I can still get tickets. my husband. You should know, big soccer fan, has season tickets now to Marshall's home games. Does to he the really? The soccer games, <laughs> yeah. Which I love. It's it's lovely for me because it, it means that we get to see our our kiddo. Right. Right. But uh, I don't know how that works when you're going away for a soccer game. Hmm. So I, we, I think we have to go hit up JMU, their box office.
1: Yeah, I don't even. Um... See a thing to buy tickets on their website here. Wow, interesting! I'll have to check it out. Nice yes. complex though there for uh, soccer. It's, I here. mean, when
2: you drive by, Centra
1: Park, you, Centera Park.
2: When you drive by there, the you know you can see the the stadium and all that, the football stadium from the from the interstate, and so it looks very impressive.
1: Well, unfortunately, that Shoot. does it for us <laughs> today. Missing the show? You can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But for Marcia, I am Jordan. Again, we got football all over the place. Uh, tonight, WXDC for Berkeley Springs, right here for Musselman and Morgantown. Then at 95.9, the big dog for Shepard tomorrow. Have a great Friday, and we will talk to you later.
0: WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.